Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I'm here with Macworld Executive Editor Michael Simon, as well as Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. We are live on LinkedIn as well as on YouTube. So if you have any questions or comments while we are talking, please do let us know in the comments or in the live chat if you're watching over on YouTube. We are back after a little bit of a break, a little bit of a holiday break, and certainly happy to be back. And on the topic of holidays, holiday shopping season is quickly approaching. Black Friday is in just about a week from now. And if you've been, you know, purchasing or trying to buy any sort of tech product, phone, laptop, tablet, whatever, you've probably already been experiencing supply chain issues, longer wait times, and the holiday shopping season is probably going to further complicate that. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about these wait times, sort of what, you know, tech buyers of all kinds, whether you're shopping for the holidays or just, you know, trying to get stuff in before the end of the fiscal year, what you kind of need to be thinking about so and how long you're going to be expected to wait for these products. So, I mean, can you have some, you know, personal personal anecdotal experience certainly. There's there's long and wait gets times. gets all of his products on time directly from no, Apple. Actually, Tim no, Cook delivers it to his doorstep well, on, on launch day. All right. So, to <laughs> to refresh, uh, Black Friday is traditionally the day that put retailers in the black for the year because of all the sales after Thanksgiving. So I had no idea that. where the name Black Friday yeah, came that's from. That's, I thought a Ken, bit of Ken is correct. That I makes a ton of sense. Be correct. Yeah, it's called Black Friday for that reason. Of course, as as we all know now, Black Friday really begins on any random day when a retailer decides it wants to start pushing some sales and deals and things. Yep. And this year, it certainly seems like they've started earlier. Uh, again, anecdote is not data, but just you know, to, as a couple of examples of where things stand. And as as Michael's aware, this you know relates to the Apple supply chain and the issues that uh, uh, you know have been showing up there. Um, the new MacBook Pros, which were released last, which month. I believe you have, so the Ken Mingus supply chain is I do not have, but the here's Apple the deal. But this is this is the anecdote. No, listen. So I ordered it like the day of with a uh, you know. So that was on October the 18th, and even though I'd ordered it the very day they were released, the uh, shipping date was going to be somewhere between November 9th and November 16th. Uh, so that you know that's pretty quick for them to sell out of the you know a high end product like that. Um, I was lucky in that when they arrived in stores a week later, I was able to snag one at my local Apple store here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Since then, I've been checking daily and the, you know, the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros are generally available briefly when they get a little bit of stock, but most of the time you check, they're not available. And if you order now, you're looking well into December to get one, especially if you're thinking of something for the holidays, like around Christmas or whatever, you better be ordering now. And if it's a build to order uh, model with different RAM, different SSD, whatever, uh, those can extend even a, further out a few, further, a few more weeks. Uh, another example, I would like to give an iPad, the new iPad, the basic iPad, as a gift to someone for Christmas this year, ordered it about two weeks ago. And if I'm lucky, it'll be here by December 15th. Those two, which, uh, uh, which one did you get? The, uh, the, the basic, uh, the newest basic mini. iPad. The mini? Uh, the mini? No, the no, ninth gen? No, no, the regular one. Regular oh, oh with, the, with the home button. Yes. Yeah, that one has been a little bit, surprisingly, a little constrained. Uh, Amazon usually drops those. So yeah. by this point, you usually see them for two ninety nine. That's not a, that's not the case. Nope. And yeah, I, I, that that one surprised me a little bit. I wonder if Apple shifted some of the production stuff to higher end models because that one, 
the difference difference between the eighth gen and in the ninth gen is academic. You know, yeah. there's not it's it's not much, but the eighth gen you can't really find either. So like that particular model, which is not one of the more popular ones, I wouldn't think. But yeah, hard to find. And, I, and you know, one last quick data point: uh, the the most glaring supply chain issue right now for Apple is the uh, uh, highly sought after polishing cloth, which is <laughs> Apple's twenty dollar microfiber. That whatever, doesn't even have a chip in it. Uh, it doesn't have a chip that we know. Um, I, I fixed it to the teardown. There is no chip. I ordered one of those as a gag gift for someone, and it'll be here, I think, January the 15th. So, yeah. you know, again, that's not a high, you know, high volume seller, I'm sure. Maybe it is. Maybe that's why nobody can get them. But I trust you know, that gag diff is coming to me, Ken. Uh, I cannot tell. <laughs> the point being, though, that, I mean, and this is just something that, you know, yeah, we it, says, it says eight to 10 weeks. Yeah right now, which is, we're talking about like February at this point. Right. Well, yeah, if you order now. So the point being, again, these are all anecdotal examples, but they are showing that even a company like Apple, which has, you know, a lot of expertise in supply chain, would like to get as many products as it can in the hands of people for the holidays is, you know, running into troubles. And I'm sure that's being replicated in other parts of the tech industry. I mean, here, here's something that's not anecdotal. Uh, Apple's last quarter, they made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and they said that they were about $6 billion off of what they would have made had they been able to get all the products that they would have made. And that this quarter will be even worse, obviously. So, um, you know, obviously anybody who's looking for this stuff can see, not just Apple, everything. Everything is constrained. I mean, I bought most of my son's Christmas presents already because working in this business. I know I got him, uh, uh, he, he, he wanted a PC, unfortunately, which I got him, I think in September, because I just wanted to make sure that A, I could find it and B, I wasn't going to overplay, overpay for something that I didn't want. I think that's the biggest danger here. Good point. Yeah. And it's not like with, it's different with Apple because Apple is Apple, but you might find yourself, like, let's say you want an iPad mini. The 64 gig model might be gone. You might have to upgrade to the 256 for another 150 bucks. Maybe a cellular bottle of the Apple Watch. Something like that. Like you might get pushed into a higher tier that you don't want to spend and you weren't looking for because obviously the cheaper ones sell out first. Sure. So the four nine the, the 399 Apple Watch, 399, 499 Apple Watch, like they'll be gone. Not not four. What, what is it? 399 and 429. Is that the prices, Ken? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so like so. they'll be gone. Like the, the aluminum Wi-Fi models is what I'm trying to say. They'll go first. Then the the um the the LTE ones and then the stainless steel ones. And then you know, so you see a trickle. Same thing with the MacBooks. The M1 Pro base model are the hardest to find. If you get a Max, I mean those are hard, those are hard to find as well because you know Apple didn't make as many of them, but but the, some of those lead times at some of the stores like Amazon and B&H Photo, they're actually less for the $3,000 one than there are for the, for the $2,000 one because, you know, people are snatching up the, 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 the lower end models. And, you know, you, a good point here, too. I mean, and I know we're sort of couching this around the, the whole Black Friday um, coming up. But, you know, a lot of companies that may have budgets for hardware and are yeah. looking to spend money down before the end of the year or exactly. if you, you know you've got an employee that needs a specific 
you know, computer, laptop, whether it's Windows, Apple, or whatever, uh, you know, may find that when they go to buy what they need, either it's not available, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not available, it won't be available quickly, or, you know, to Mike's point, they, they find that they have to overspend to get something faster, you know, which is, you know, or, or at all, than they need to. What's you that? Know, or, or at all, maybe yeah. not just faster, like just in general, like the right. iPad mini. Um, I've been looking at that for a couple of weeks now, and I was going to possibly buy one for, for someone. And I Michael, just can't, thank I just can't you. find it. <laughs> you don't Aww. need an iPad mini. And you couldn't find it. Damn. An iPad mini is a coaster for you, <laughs> but it's, um, it's, it's, it's difficult to find the, the 64 gig model, which is 500 bucks. I mean, it's not like it's cheap. I mean, that is not an impulse buy, but they've, they've been, they've been hard to find because, you know, Apple has had to prioritize products based on what they think will sell. And from all reports, from everything that we read and see the iPhone has been that product. Apple has pushed as much of its production and chip manufacturing, whatever, whatever it needed to do that, you know, so right after the iPhone 13 went on sale, those, those lead times ballooned and they've, they've slowly kind of come back. Yeah. And if I can look quick at, um, at the iPhone, I, I, I think we're talking about a week or two, like it's, 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 they're, they're, they're delivering relatively soon. So I'm looking at the iPhone 13 pro real quick. Yeah. 128 gigs unlocked. I got. And in the I meantime, got, I'll, while you're looking for that, Mike, I know um, I've read a few things, a few articles that have said, yeah, the wait times for, I mean, certainly hardware in general. And like, if you've been buying hardware, you know, this to be true that, um, but compared to the previous year, the wait times are much longer but they have they have um moderated a little a little bit um so they're slightly better yeah so i'm looking at uh iphone 13 128 uh pro the iphone 13 pro december 6th through the through the 13th which is that's well in time to get it by christmas um usually at this point so now we're talking about what two months it would usually be like tomorrow but you know where maybe a day or two maybe yeah maybe monday but um, where you you might have some better luck at carrier stores or big box stores or something, you might be able to find one. But um, Apple is generally pretty good, a pretty good indicator of the rest of the, the 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 landscape as far as what's in stock, which is which is interesting. So, all right, Apple will have a a, a shopping event they call it over over uh, Black Friday, extending through Cyber Monday. Usually, that is something that is just not even worth considering because for one nothing's on sale you're paying full price for everything but they give you they give you a gift card you know Mm -hmm. like ipad pro they'll give you 100 bucks uh apple tv they'll give you 25 etc normally my advice for that is to just go somewhere else because you're going to get it cheaper even if it's a standard amazon sale i don't know if that's the case this year and don't sleep on that sale because you'll Apple will, you, for, for one, you'll get the stuff. That's the, that's sure. number one. <laughs> and, you know, number two, um, you're, you're like, it's, it's, if you, if what Apple offered was actual discounts, they're really not bad. Like you're saving a hundred dollars on, I don't know, the iPad air or, or $50 on the iPad air or, or $50 on the iPhone 12 or something like that. So even though you're paying full price, 
you're, you're, you're getting that gift card. And if you use an Apple card uh, to pay for it, you're getting another 3% on top of that. So if you kind of do all the math and then realize that, wait a minute, if I wait, I might not get this thing. Sure. It, I would recommend if there's something that you want and Apple has it as part of that sale, just grab it on Thursday, uh, Friday. Thursday. Or, or by Whenever it starts. Yeah. Friday. They, they usually start Friday, Saturday, Friday. Sunday, right. It's, it's, it's four days. So well, yeah, grab well, it, grab it on Friday and, you know, just kind of assume that you're not going to, if you do find a better deal, it'll probably be sold out before you get there. Right. I was just going to say, while we're talking about history, do you know where Cyber Monday came from, Juliet? <laughs> I don't. Hit me. I know. Okay. Go, you go, go, Mike. You well, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, it's because everybody went back to work and was, and was hanging out on their computers because nobody wanted to work after Thanksgiving. Well, that and also in the early days, people did not have computers at home or high-speed internet and couldn't do a lot of shopping. You know, I'm talking 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago. And so after Black Friday, the, the tech industry decided that Cyber Monday was another, another excuse for a sale. So it's sure. like retailers decided it was. So that's where Cyber Monday comes from. I was hoping you were going to say that Computer World coined it. but No, no. Would have been a good story. Can't I mean, you could have said that. <laughs> it would be wrong. <laughs> Prove though. us wrong. <laughs> but, you know, Mike, you make a good point. You, we were talking about this earlier in terms of like, this, this is back to Apple for a minute, but when you were talking about the iPhones, the 12, the 13, you had, had mentioned the, uh, the big Apple news this week about uh, hardware. Yeah, right it, was, it was a surprise, like out of left field yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it was maybe it was yesterday. It was, Tuesday, it was Wednesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So they uh, Apple will be launching a self service repair program. So what that means is anybody will be able to get genuine Apple parts and tools, as well as repair manuals, to fix like iPhone battery, iPhone screen, mm -hmm. the things that you would normally have to go to a a, a third party person or by Apple Care to deal with. You're going to be able to pick it at home. Now, there's a lot we don't know. For one, what, how hard is it to do? Like Apple does did say in the article, most people are probably going to go to the uh, the Apple store to do this anyway, and that's probably true. But like, it, it, do you need a uh, uh, like a, a a heat gun to melt the glue? Like what? Like what's the level of expertise that you need here to take apart an iPhone and repair the screen? I fix it. Um, they do their their teardowns and stuff like that's their that's their thing. They they praise the decision. They were very bullish on it. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they've been calling for this for a while. Of course, they're they're big on right to repair, and it, you know, listen, kudos to them because it's going to eat it a little bit into their business model because they sell all that stuff. But um, so what was it? Two weeks ago, they said when they were tearing down the iPhone 13, they found a very small chip in the display. And what that did was when they tried to replace the display with a third party part, it disabled face ID. Oh. And they, they concluded rightfully so that if you tried, if you go to a non Apple service provider, which, you know, like a mall kiosk, we'll say, for example, and, 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 you know, go to one of those display, those places that fix your display, you're going to get back an iPhone that doesn't, isn't, that doesn't have face ID, which is the only biometric authentication on the iPhone. So you're losing the number one security device on your phone. That's a big problem. And I fixed it, called it out. We all wrote about it. And then Apple said, well, no, that's not what we're really doing. And in iOS 15.2, we're going we're gonna, to uh, properly fix it. You know, So whether 
they were planning on doing this all along or whether they were called out on it. My, I suspect the latter, they did change that practice. So in iOS 15.2, which isn't out yet, it's going to be out in a couple of weeks, probably they took away that, um, it's, it's like a handshake between the chip and the phone. So you mm-hmm. can replace the screen and still use face ID. So that's not going to be an issue, but these things do prop up and fixing iPhones is big business. Yeah. You know, like I recommend to everybody to get Apple care. It's still, it's not cheap. It's a hundred dollars a year. You're, you're, you're paying or $200 a year, whatever it is. No, hundred. I think yeah, it's I mean, and, for, and it depends well, on device it, it, too. It varies. It depends yeah. on what you're, what you're well, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about the iPhone. Sure. Right now. Okay. But I think it's 200, 200 bucks for for hundred dollars a year, whatever it is. One ninety nine. Uh, plus, you have to pay for the repair. You're still paying thirty bucks for the for the repair once you and you can only do it twice. Like so, if you're someone who breaks your screen three times a year, you get the, that that third one <laughs> is going to cost you three hundred dollars because um, you only get two. So you know, all of this costs money. We don't know what Apple's charging for a display repair, we'll say, or a battery repair, and I'm really anxious to see what that will be because if they price it outlandishly they're going to look like jerks the kit because, itself you know they're offering this thing but no one no one's going to no one's going to get it because it's yeah, it's, you can it's get a screen for your iphone it's only a thousand dollars but you can right, fix right, it right. You know? <laughs> right right if it's as much as the iphone itself so <laughs> and the other thing is like they have to price it within the the, the realm of apple care and so that, i have a lot of questions i'm but but all things being equal, let's say it's affordable and 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 easy to do. It's a it's 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 a good move. Um, you can argue that they're only doing it because they have to, and this right to repair stuff is kind of sweeping around the country, and eventually they're going to be forced to. So they're getting a little, a tiny bit out ahead of it, and they probably should have done this two years ago. But you know the wheels turn slowly at big giant companies, and the fact that they're offering it at all, I'm not aware of any other company that offers quite this i mean people will say well you know you can replace the samsung galaxy screen anywhere and it's, it's not a big deal and that's true but as far as an at-home repair kit with documentation and tools without voiding your warranty i don't necessarily think anyone i, I, don't, I don't know if I don't, I don't know of anyone who who offers that i'm so it's a it's a cool program i'm curious if you go to like let's say a, a third party I drop my phone. I go to a third-party yep. screen repair shop because there's mm-hmm. tons of them around. I wonder if, and it's like not, you know, with an authorized, an Apple authorized retailer, right. whatever it's yep. called. Um, does I wonder if me if me getting my phone fixed there would then also like would no longer void my warranty? Was that an, ever an issue to begin with? I had it in my head that it is, but that might be really old news. Well. It depends on what they use. Okay. You know, like if it's an Apple authorized dealer and they're using Apple parts, mm-hmm. then then no, it's your, your warranty is fine. If they're, if they're not, and you're using like a, like an off the shelf display, sure, that part will be voided, but the phone itself probably wouldn't be like, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of grayness there as far as what Apple will and won't do. But I, my understanding is that if you got your display fixed by, and they threw in some, some, you know, some, some part that was an Apple mm-hmm. and let's say the, the, uh, the, the camera had a recall or something, they, Apple would fix the camera, but they would charge you to fix the display if they needed to do that. I think that sure. that's how that works. 
Okay. Well, um, but if you took your phone apart and messed something up, mm-hmm. that's on you. Put it back together and it didn't work. <laughs> that's that's the voiding of the warranty part, which sure. which is a fairly commonplace occurrence. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't Speaking like from experience, putting these things back together ain't easy. <laughs> and it's not those look the thing about it is i wonder about this is how many people are really going to do this because unless you're really into technology yeah. and have very steady yeah. hands i mean i haven't taken apart anything apple in years but i did uh you know 10 15 years ago take a macbook pro apart swap in a new hard drive sure you know do things like that and all of the and this was you know 15 years ago before they started gluing things together and using these weird uh uh screws and things yeah. Um, it was, it was, a you know, I like closed the door, turned off all the noise, turned the lights up and was scared to death. I was going to lose a screw somewhere. It's not something yeah. you want to just undertake lightly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you have to be prepared. I, I did the same. I, I had to replace a MacBook keyboard Ooh. a bunch of years ago and I had cups labeled cups. Yes. It took me days, you know, because yeah, you got to be very careful. And that little thin ribbon connector that you got to right, disconnect right, right. just it's, right. It's because if you exactly break it, right. that's it. Yeah. And, you know, I ended up it was successful and I was very proud of myself. But you have to want to do that. Like casual iPhone fans. Grandma's not going to be repairing. No, no. Or or, or not even grandma. Like Juliet, would you would you would you want to do this? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's most people that would say, well, I'm not doing all that to save what? Maybe 20 hours. Maybe I'm not saving anything. So Apple offering it is mainly for people like like uh, enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Who want to who want to do this and might even just just do it because they can now whether or not they need to right yeah I think that there's I mean I just remember there there's certainly people in my life that can take apart an iPhone and put it back together and it seems like this would be a good opportunity yeah for them they drop their iPhone yeah. and they're like you know I can't get into the Apple Store for to the I can't get my phone fixed for another three days but I can get a kit right now get it fixed like that because I already have the skills and I know how to do it. And cherry on top is this not going to, is, is, is that this isn't going to avoid my warranty. So yeah, that makes sense. And, and to your point, Mike, there's a lot of right to repair legislation in various States. So it does sort of seem like any companies that, that adopts a similar policy is just going to be sort of getting ahead of this legislation because. And like I said, I don't think this is going to necessarily be something that's super popular. Sure. But um, it's it's just one more legal thing that Apple can do and say, well, we do allow this. It's like the app, the app store stuff. They change the rules when when there's pressure. Gets, when the pressure gets close enough, and they say, okay, this is going to be an issue, so we'll tweak this. And they, it's always the bare minimum. Like this is a cool program, but it's the it's the bare minimum of what they what they can do. They say, okay, now you can, you you can buy our parts. Okay, great, that's cool. But really, what are you what are you changing? Nothing. The, the iPhone's going to be just as difficult to, to repair as it always was. Like a, a lot of the right to repair stuff centers around making these these devices easy, easy to repair. To right. That's yes. not what's happening right. here. Mm-hmm. So. You know, Apple is doing, you know, they got press and Apple's great at, they're really good at manipulating, manipulating, that's the wrong word. They're really good at playing the game. Sure. Shaping or shaping the, the Yeah. Message. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. And I wrote the story. And then as I reflected on it a couple hours later, I was like, you know, well, like, it's a cool story, but like, who's really going to do this? 
I guess the answer is that if you're going start to start until 2022. Yeah. Yeah. It's next year. It's only us. Yet. It starts in the U S and it's, it's limited to 12 and 13 iPhone 12 and 13. They did say that it will, uh, the M one max are coming, which is That's more cool. intriguing. Yeah. yeah. So you'll be able to fix your MacBook pro, uh, Michael next year. They just had to send me a new M one chip with, with better, yeah. with better memory handling for a nominal fee. <laughs> yeah. I think too, when you consider the, like the, uh, the target audience for a MacBook pro, especially one of these M one pro or M one max ones, I feel like that could actually be really appealing. If you, mm-hmm. if I'm at work and I, you know, God forbid, I would never do this. Drop my computer and something breaks, screen breaks, whatever. I feel like it would be nice to bring it to, I mean, if if IT if has the tools and the bandwidth to do it and say, hey, can you can you fix my screen? Just, uh, just, just send it to me, Juliet. I'll fix it for you. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not in the one, office. <laughs> one one quick point to make about this, it's come up about right to repair too, and this is probably for like smaller companies. But the uh, Apple Business Essentials, which Apple also rolled out recently, does provide like Apple Care coverage for sure. like, you know a fleet of of iPhones or uh, other devices. So that rather than you know trying to repair these things one at a time, if you've got an SMB and you've got a bunch of Apple devices, you can sign up for Apple Business Essentials and basically have Apple Care coverage for those devices. That might be more cost effective than trying to fix these things every time. Yeah, well, that's know. the question is what's it going to cost? Well, we yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Find out. So AppleCare for the Mac is is a little pricey, a couple hundred dollars. Uh, I think it's three years for like 300 maybe. That sounds about so it's right. A, a, a little more expensive than, than the iPhone. It depends on what, like what is, first of all, what are we going to be able to, repla- to repair on the Mac? That's one. But two, what are the tools cost? What is the part cost? That's the question. And my guess is it's going to basically be a wash and it, it, they'll, they'll sell these kits to people who want to tinker, which is cool. You know, it's, 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 a, it's cool that they're offering it. It doesn't really change the conversation, which is that device is not just Apple. Modern electronic devices are extraordinarily difficult to repair. And that leads to e-waste it leads to frustrations. It leads, you know, there's there's a lot there, and I don't think I don't think offering a kit to someone who really needs to have a tremendous knowledge of how these things work changes changes much. Yeah. Fair but enough. it's cool. Weren't we talking about Black Friday? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think this I think this is a good tangent. Good tangent, good topic of conversation too. Um, and you know, anyway, I think I think anyone. Um, anyone who's interested in buying anything, well, anything period, because there's also not just anything dealing with the chip shortage, but just supply chain disruption and yeah, shipment right. issues. It, it's uh, everything. Cars, toys, uh, yeah. smartphones. It's not just, just electronic devices. Yeah, I am. Um, fortunately for me, sorry to everyone in my life, no one is getting anything electronic. So maybe it won't affect me as much, but um, I still am going to be taking advantage of Black Friday because I have a lot of things to buy for people and I would like to get it on somewhat sale. So coming soon. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you both so much. I think even though there was a bit of little bit of a right to repair and self-service repair um, tangent there, I think it was v- certainly valuable information. I'm glad we talked a little bit about it. And I really appreciate you both calling in. Thank you so much. Thanks. And Thanks. 
thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, you can give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, where you can like the video there and also subscribe to our channel and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. Um, if you have any questions because you are were watching live and we didn't get to it, or if you're watching after this is no longer live, please do let us know in the comments below. Just a quick programming note, we will be off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S., but we will be back the following. So if you're in the U.S., have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for watching again, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.